Pino glands and neurolinguistics to this one. Telekinetic frequencies. Multidimensional. This world is separated by countries, cities and towns and borders. They divide and conquer. Yeah, they're monsters. They are the burning forces. When I'm walking through, I'm talking truth because I'm the truth talker. This fluoride in your water, that's torture. That is the new world order. This world is gruesome and violent. That's why these humans are frightened. Oh well, they're living in hell. Pack my bags and move to an island. I want to be truly enlightened. My music's juicy and vibrant. It's deep in its dirty and it's underground like rubies and diamonds. Gigantic like titans. No, I don't think so, no violent gods. Life's too short for lies and props. Time flies like a pilot's watch. I'm watching time unravel. I'm lost in time. My time is lost. I will astral travel and do some stargazing and just look at the sky and watch. I'm a verbal pedigree. I've been reading the Gnostic scriptures. Smoking a herbal remedy. I'm not drinking a toxic elixir. No. Energy. I'm a consistent cosmic ninja, and I don't do no hurt or jealousy. I show love, I'm a cosmic thinker. This world we live in is treacherous. That's why you need to show extra love. There's demons standing next to us. Fallen angels wanna have sex with us. Dark forces they're testing us. I talk truth, they section us. Hyperphobia, that's my home. It's a multi-dimensional extrovert. This world is separated by countries, cities, and towns and borders. They divide and conquer. Yeah, they're monsters. They are the voting forces. When I'm working through, I'm talking truth because I'm the truth talker. This fluoride in your water, that's torture, that is a world order. This world is run by an evil intelligence, these demons are ruthless. You need to show compassion and love, don't panic, a screaming is useless. I talk truth all day, that's why these people are feeling my music. But please don't piss me off, I leave your mouth for bleeding and toothless. People are foolish and evil and ghoulish, fiction is weird and even the truth is. Don't be feeble and stupid, history is fake and even the moon is real. There's no fluoride in my water, so when I'm dreaming it's loses. You're drinking fluoride on a daily basis. That's a reason you're clueless. This world we're living in sickening. Why are these people evil and so dark? Why? Powers to be the cowards and weak and the human beings with no heart. Make me so fucking angry. I break the both legs and both arms. I find the Masonic Lodge and shoot them all with poisonous blow darts. Arrest that killer beast and release that inner peace. I'm so calm. My third eye's fully activated. My mind is so sharp. I'm unique like Mozart. Don't beat on concrete, I go hard. And when it comes to music, I'm having fun on tracks like go This world is separated. By countries, cities, and towns and borders. Yeah. They divide and conquer. Yeah, they're monsters. They are the warring forces. When I'm working through, I'm talking truth because I'm the truth talker. This fluoride in your water, that's torture. That is your world order. If we're told the lies enough times, it becomes part of your reality. That is your world order. And if enough people are taught that lie, it now becomes part of the culture. That is your world order. And that culture then passes that misinformation along to the next generation. That is your world order. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to a glorious day in this broadcast of Truth or Odyssey. Uh, before I get ranting and raving, that's uh, looking into what's going on. Uh, just wanted to give you an update. We are officially on Spotify. The audio version. So, from the point that we started live streaming, both on YouTube and Facebook, 
We were broadcasting it both at the same time. Every single one of those is available. The audio versions of those are available at Spotify and that anchor.fm. If you got your mobile device, you can go to your app store and download the Anchor app to uh, listen to uh, the podcast. Oh, we're also on Pocket Cast. Uh, just saw that. Which, uh, after a while, I'll, I'll put a link to that on the group and the the page and my, my personal profile, my Twitter account as well, and on Gap, gap.com. Uh, so, yeah, we are moving on up. Really excited about it. Uh, lots going on. But uh, before we start looking into a lot of these crazy things, I'm going to light up this cigarette. Because this is about to get weird. Weird. There we go. <sighs> okay. Lots going on. Uh, more than likely, we are going to hear from Tim Pool. You know, it's not like Tim Pool's going to be on the truth or odyssey. I'm just going to use Tim Pool's content. <laughs> Fair use laws, motherfucker. Also, want to talk about the NSA uh, spying on Tucker Carlson. Probably be using some content from Tim Pool on that. Uh, and my own personal thoughts. One, it's not a shocker. Also, uh, if we got time, I want to talk about Trump. One talking about Trump, this uh, class action lawsuit against big tech. It's his own damn fault, to be honest. He did it to himself. People warned him, but he didn't listen. I'm trying to remember. The name of the feller. I, I want to say it's Andrew Torin, the creator of Gab. And if you're you're not familiar with Gab, I'm on Gab. Uh, real quick, let's show you what Gab looks like. Do 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 do. There it is, Gab. So, this is Gap, Gap.com. Uh, it's very similar to the layout's very like, very much like Twitter, only uh, free speech is totally okay. Uh, I like it. I don't get on here a lot. 
I, I should be on here more, especially to uh, promote uh, my content. I was doing that when I was doing the Eggman Odyssey. Truth or Odyssey is just a better day. Because uh, I, I got out of doing podcasting for a bit and wanted to rebrand it. So I just started from scratch. Uh, and if you're listening to this later, if you're listening to the audio only version, Sorry that you can't actually see these contents or see Gap, but go to Gap.com, guys. Uh, it's free. There's also a upgrade for uh, Gap Pro. Uh, maybe in time I'll pay for it, but as of right now, nope. Uh, there's a lot of cool groups on there as well. So, uh Better than being on these big tech platforms. Uh, but one of the things, he was on Alex Jones' show yesterday talking about how they were trying, how they were setting things up for for Trump to uh, join uh, Gab. They said that we, we, we had everything set up for you. And he gets a call. Andrew Torbring gets a call from uh, Jared Kushner, saying, asking him to censor. We will not join unless you censor. So yeah, about that. We're just gonna have to do in the near future, possibly this weekend, a deep dive into Jared Kushner. That man is bad news. Mm-hmm. Bad juju. He no good. He bad person. He bad person. Oh, bad person. I mean, the... Yeah, let, let me prove it to you. So I'm not making. Oh, he's just making stuff up. No, 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 I'm not. Uh... Yeah, right there. That's exactly what I want to show you. This is going to blow your mind. You see right here, folks? Our This is Kushner.com. Our longtime New York headquarters at 666 Fifth Avenue recently closed for renovations. And we have relocated a few blocks up the street to the GM building. It's still. So right now they're they're at 767 Fifth Avenue. But. The real location. 
is 666 Fifth Avenue. Yeah, we're we're just gonna go there right now. Boop boop boop. Who's Joshua Kushner? Ah, he's the brother of Jared Kushner. Ah, Alphabet, which is uh, the uh, company name for all things Google. Alphabet is investing. Uh, $375 million in insurance startup Oscar Health. Early Google employees Salar, Salar Cam Majar will also be joining Oscar's board. Oscar and Alphabet subsidiary Verily have previously considered jointly binding on a contract that would allow them to manage care for thousands of low-income Rhode Island residents on Medicaid. Alphabet has invested $375 million in Oscar Health, a six-year-old health insurance startup co-founded by Joshua Kushner, the brother of Donald Trump advisor Jared Kushner and son-in-law. When was this done? August 14th, 2018. Uh, new funding companies. The new funding comes only a few months after two other subsidiaries of Alphabet Venture Firm Capital G and Life Science Division Verily participated in $165 million roundup. So, yeah, the Kushner families are connected with Google. Yeah, the the Kushner family, uh, they they bad news, okay. Ah, refreshing. Okay. I adjust myself real quick. This is 
That's better. Back. I'm about to I'm about to look into uh, what uh, exactly uh, Aaron Torben I think that's his name uh, actually said on Infowars. Okay, that's good. Alright, we're having some technical difficulties here. Usually, I don't have this kind of difficulty. It's doing it again. Jamity Christmas. Look and Twitter are doing. So how are you offering? Apologizing for the technical difficulties. Share. Share screen. Chrome tab. We, right, we see it. Get my beautiful face back on there. Yes. Tom Valley, I don't know what, five, six, seven years ago, goes off, starts cab. It's been successful for a long time, and they're trying to shut him down because it's just like the don't do like this. Like the free internet was three or four years ago. But the reason this is so huge is he was on months ago saying, we have 2.1 million people just on the Trump page. We update all your tweets there. We put all your press releases out for you. No strings attached. We will give it to you. Well, he got a response back. And it's not good, ladies and 
gentlemen. It's not good. So exclusively from Andrew Torba, the founder of Gab, please give us the sad news. Because we're not trying to be mean to Trump, but this just shows who's around him. Yeah, unfortunately, the president has a lot of people around him who do not free speech. Um, you know, one of the conditions that they had in order for him to join the platform was for us to quote unquote do something about criticism of Israel and criticism of Jewish people. Now, let me make something very clear. Threats of violence or, you know, calling for, um, you know, any sort of illegal activity towards certain groups or individuals. We have zero tolerance for that. We've always had zero tolerance for that. But if you want to criticize certain groups, if you want to criticize certain people, if you want to mock certain people, that is protected by the First Amendment, and therefore it's protected by Gab's terms of service. So this was a non-starter for us. We were not going to budge. We were not going to sell out. We were not going to change our terms of service. And now what we see is, uh, you know, the president joins Rumble, the video platform, and on the day that he joins, they changed their terms of service to ban hate speech and to specifically... Mm-hmm. To ban hate speech. Which criticism of Israel is is hate speech. Free speech, and for whatever reason, he's allowing it. So, you know, this is something that needs to be confronted and it needs to be talked about, and that is the reason why he is not on Gab. Um, you know, and it's it's really unfortunate because we have millions of people that are following his page. We're, we're posting all of his statements there automatically. It gets some of the highest engagement of, of anyone on the site, um, and we're going to continue to do that, by the way. So if you want to see all of his statements uh, uncensored and be able to comment and see what other people are saying about his statements uncensored, you can follow his account on Gab at Real Donald Trump. Um, and by the yeah, way, not gonna... to interrupt the limited time, we'll do five more minutes the next hour, but you're giving him a real service that his own people won't do. He launched his own desk of the former president, and it was basically like a one-person message board, 1992, 1993 technology. That totally failed because it wasn't interactive. So you're doing more than all his people, all his billions can do. You've got it. You, everything he does, you put there for him, and they won't even treat you like you're a human being. Yeah, yeah. They pretend that we don't exist. And it's, again, it's really unfortunate. And uh, we're going to continue doing that because I think the people uh, deserve to, to see what he's saying and they deserve to have a voice uh, and see what other people think about what he's saying, uh, you know, on our platform. And, you know, we have tens of thousands of people. I apologize for the technical difficulties. Every time I do anything with InfoWars, the shit wants to freeze up a lot. See, Jason Miller uh, launched Getter. Uh, which is, you know, uh, you know, their attempt at, at trying to to take on Twitter, and it's on the app stores, and they're using Amazon AWS for hosting, and they have Google Google services baked in, and he goes on Steve Bannon's war room, and he says we're using artificial intelligence to ban hate speech. Well, this is no different than what Facebook and Twitter are doing. So, how are you offering an alternative to Facebook and Twitter, who are banning conservatives and are banning? That's right. They banned the president and stole the election from him, saying it's hate speech. They define bird watching as white supremacy now i'm not joking folks uh, so there's no limit to this we, we've got to stop surrendering to being called racist right you cannot use the enemy's lexicon the enemy's terminology you cannot operate with
And now, come on, quit. We don't ban Black Lives Matter when they say white people are inherently evil. They have a right to be idiots. We have a right to counter them. And the answer to bad speech is is more good speech. So let's talk about you. You're the only successful outfit that hasn't sold out. Infowars is the only big multimedia independent group okay. that is We're being super hardcore. Now. We're good on that. I just wanted you to hear the whole. Uh, we won't do that unless you you center hate speech. We 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 can't let you be talking bad about Israel. You gotta censor it, which is telling me Kushner's playing both sides, and I'm pretty sure both sides are actually the same motherfucking side. They're the same team. Professional wrestling and it's entertaining as fuck. You're pro Trump. You, 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 you're duped. You've been played. You are being played. If you're pro Biden, you've been duped. You are getting played. You remember? Let's see if we can find it real quick. <clears throat> I'm trying. Do you remember how the left was skeptical of Trump's vaccine? You guys recall that? Eight months ago. It's going to be good. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, they make it too easy. Boop, boop, boop. For you who are watching the video version, behold. Audio. It's you who listen to audio only. It's going to be the same for you, so. She's from Philadelphia, Republican, uh, voted for Donald Trump in 2016, undecided now. Hey, Kelly, how are you? Hi, Mr. Biden. My question is about the coronavirus vaccine or potential. Uh, Senator Harris stated that she absolutely would not take a vaccine from President Trump. And of course, we all know it's not President Trump that would create this vaccine. It would be doctors and scientists that presumably we all trust. So my question for you is, if a vaccine were approved by between now and the end of the year, would you take it? And if you were to become president, would you mandate that everyone has to take it? Two things. Number one, President Trump talks about things that just aren't accurate about 
everything from vaccines. We're going to have one right away. It's going to happen and so on. The point is that if the scientists, if the body of scientists say that this is what is ready to be done and it's, it's been tested, it's gone through the three phases, yes, I would take it. I'd encourage people to take it. But President Trump says things like, you know, everything from this crazy stuff he's walking away from now, inject bleach in your arm and that's going to work. I'm not being a bit, I'm not being facetious. I mean, he actually said these things. And now Regeneron is the answer. That's going to cure everything. There's 500,000 doses. We've got a couple, you know, we have more than a few million people. Um, you know, and so, and most of the, if you notice, most of the companies who are developing these vaccines are working, they're making real progress. I meet with four leading scientists at least twice a week in the beginning, four times a week, giving us the detail on what kind of progress is being made. And right now, they do the right thing. When they run into a serious problem, they halt the test. They don't continue until they figure out what the problem was. They're not there yet. And the most scientists say it's not likely to have a vaccine that would be available until the beginning of next year, into the, into the spring of next year. And in the meantime, what I worry about is the same thing with Regeneron, which is, which is a useful antidote, not antidote, a useful uh, tool. But what's happening is, there was no plan to figure out how to distribute it. How many, you know, we have 500,000, you know, uh, um, vials of it. Well, we don't have all the testing equipment. We don't have all the ability to get it to the people who need it. And what we should be doing now, and allegedly it's happening, but I've not seen it yet, nor the docs that I've talked to see it. There should be a plan when we have the vaccine. How do we distribute it? And once we get it, if it's safe, it's a, if it's effective, will you mandate its use? The answer is, depending on how clear there's vaccines, they say, have a very positive impact and they're going to affect positively 85 percent of the American public. Or there's others say this vaccine is really the key. This is this is this is the golden key. It depends on the state of the nature of the vaccine when it comes out and how it's being distributed. That would depend on. But I would think that we should be talking about, depending on the continuation of the spread of the virus, we should be thinking about making a measure. How could you enforce that? Well, you couldn't. That's the problem. Just like you can't afford, you can't enforce measles. You can't, you can't come to school unless you have a measles shot. You know, you can't. But you can't say everyone has to do this. But you would, it's like you can't mandate a mask. But you can say, you can go to every governor and get them all in a room, all 50 of them as president, and say, Ask people to wear the mask. Everybody knows. And if they don't, fine. and they don't, no, not fine. Then I go to every governor, I go to every mayor, I go to every councilman, I go to every local official. Say, mandate the mask. Man, say this is what you have to do when you're out. Make sure you encourage it being done. Look, George, you and I know, and I think you do too as well. The words of a president matter. No matter whether they're good, bad, or indifferent, they matter. And when a president doesn't wear a mask or makes fun of folks like me when I was wearing a mask for a long time, then, as you know, people say, well, it mustn't be that important. But when a president says, I think this is very important, for example, I walked in here with this mask, but I have one of the N95 masks underneath it. I left it in, in, the, uh, in, in my dressing room, the dressing room. The, the, the room I was in before I got here. Um, and so I think it matters what we say. And we're now learning that children are getting the virus. Oh. Not as serious consequences. But 
we haven't, there's been no studies done yet on vaccines for children. So there's a long way to go. Uh, we know what they do to children now, don't we? Inflammation of the heart, myocarditis. Yeah, no, no. Of the CDC. He stood up and he said, you know, while we're waiting for a vaccine, we held up a mask. Wear this mask will save more lives between now and the end of the year than if we had a vaccine. And if we had a vaccine. It's estimated by every major study done from University of Washington to Columbia that if, in fact, we wore masks, Mass we propaganda. now and the end of the year 100,000 lives. And avoid lockdowns? And avoid lockdown. yes. You don't have to lock down if you're wearing the masks. Let's see. Is that American Mall Hire saying? Kamal Harris statement on not getting vaccinated. Oh no, Senator Harris. Oh, hold up, hold up. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Apologies. There we go. Oh, no. Senator Harris, to me, um, for life to get back to normal, Dr. Anthony Fauci and other experts say that most of the people who can be vaccinated need to be vaccinated. But half of Americans now say they wouldn't take a vaccine if it was released now. If the Trump administration approves a vaccine before or after the election, should Americans take it and would you take it? If the public health professionals, if Dr. Fauci, if the doctors tell us that we should take it, I'll be the first in line to take it. Absolutely. But if Donald Trump tells us I should take, that we should take it, I'm not taking it. Vice President Pence, there have been a lot of repercussions from this pandemic. In recent days, the president's diagnosis of COVID-19 has underscored the importance of the job that you hold and that you are seeking. That's our second topic tonight. It's the role of the vice president. One of you will make... Right. So we just saw Kamal Harris say, but Trump says, I need to take it. I won't take it. But she said, if Dr. Fauci tells me I should get vaccinated, I'll be the first in line. Here we go. Getting the Moderna shot. Okay, let's do it. 
And she's double masking. Sorry to the audio viewers that you can't see uh, her getting shot. She got it. Apologies, technical difficulty. Technical difficulties. Thank you. Thank you. Well, um, I want to thank United Medical Center for the work that she do with Southeast DC. All right, now let's look at her She's walking on the stage because it's all staged. Understand a word he's saying with that mask on. Bash forward into this crap. This is dated January twenty sixth, twenty twenty one. Rolled up her sleeve. Contradicted themselves, getting getting their jabs. Wow, 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 wow. 
Okay. Got off on a weird tangent there. Uh, I want to get into something Tim Pool was discussing uh, earlier. I started watching it, but didn't finish it, so I thought we would look at look at it together. And that is a, a video he did on uh, on YouTube. Markets are panicking, stockpiling as shortages grow, inflation crisis looms. So, click on that, Barbaro. Give me a moment, I said I get this set up for you. There we go. Bad name. Yeah, hit undone the mute button first. Over the past several months, we've heard stories about escalating prices, gas prices, food prices, and we've heard about stores running out of certain foods and distributors running out of certain foods. I've heard stories about people panic buying certain items, and I don't think too much about it. If, if an individual starts buying up all the chicken or toilet paper, I think maybe that person is out of it. Maybe they know something, but it's just one person. Now, you can get worried if people panic buy certain items because they can cause shortages artificially. Yeah. But now we got the story that grocery stores are stockpiling food, frozen meats, and cleaning supplies in fear of rising costs. They're betting that if they buy more of their food right now, they can sell it later after inflation and protect their buying power. But this says something interesting. Speculating on gold or cryptocurrency, I get. You think this is going to become more valuable in the future, and who knows how long it'll take. Grocery stores are effectively speculating on perishable goods. So this kind of freaked me out because what do these grocery stores know that we don't? I think they know the very obvious reality that inflation is going to get substantially worse over the next 4 to 12 months and probably much worse after that. And the shortages may be getting worse as well. You see, restaurants have known this. They've been trying to buy up beef and chicken and other meats, and I think even eggs. They've been having a hard go of it because there are shortages. There's also labor shortages, driver shortages. And it's not just here in the U.S. It's affecting the U.K. as well. When an individual, as I stated, starts stockpiling, I'm like, eh, well, you know, preppers on a prep, right? But when the grocery stores are seeing on the distribution end an inability to buy certain goods, a lack of drivers, deliveries possibly showing up late. So they say, we better buy as much as we can right now. That, to me, is a very serious red flag. Now, here's what I do. I take a look at the stories about shortages, gas prices, and things we might need. And I see a bunch of stories, but there's also something weird about this. Where's the big mainstream coverage? Where are the cable news networks? Where are the, the, the newspapers, the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal saying, heads up, things could get bad? Now, of course, the Wall Street Journal did cover grocery stores stockpiling all of this food. But when you look up food shortages, you get a bunch of stories from local news outlets. Perhaps these local outlets are noticing a trend in their area. 
When you zoom out to the bigger picture, it's like I've been saying for the past several months, something bad is on the horizon. These stores seem to know it, and perhaps we can't exactly predict what's going to happen. But I have reason to believe I think we're in for some hard times. Why? Beef shortages, bacon shortages, chicken shortages, prices on the rise, no drivers, no labor, nobody wanting to work. So what happens next? I don't know. I don't know. But I hope you've been paying attention to what they're not telling you. You know, a lot of us are distracted by culture war issues. Brian Stelter comes on the TV on CNN and says, Tucker Carlson is the new Alex Jones. And we all go, oh, that's crazy. Now, it's important we talk about those things because political extremism is tearing this country apart. But maybe it's all a distraction. UFOs, they say, the UFO, UFO report is out. We can't explain any of this. And we're like, wow. Meanwhile, they're chucking loaves of bread at us, bread and circuses, to keep us distracted from what might actually cause disruption. What causes revolution? It is not powerful pundits screaming about other powerful pundits or a king being despised, partly, mostly. It's about a lack of food and access to resources. And when people start realizing it's getting bad, and they will regardless of the media coverage, then things start lighting up, figuratively speaking. People are going to go to the stores. They're going to notice what's happening. And what do we get now? I tell you, one of the craziest stories we've seen, CNBC, the upside to inflation, rising wages. What? That's right. The official narrative is don't be scared that you can't find food or that it costs 25% more. Eventually, your salary will increase too. Now, this is crazy to me. They're trying to act like all the bad stuff that's happening Actually good. Actually a good thing. Let's talk about this. Let's take a look at what's going on with these grocery store stockpiling, why they're doing it, and what it means for you. And I hope, I hope you are paying attention. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com, become a member, and you'll get access to our members area. Right now, we've got one show. we got the TimCast members-only podcast with our guests from the TimCast IRL podcast, exclusive for you, talking about all the things YouTube does not want us talking about. But we're going to be adding more shows on Explain shows, we're adding more journalists, we're going to add guest opinion columns, it's going to be fantastic. We're going to have audio-only versions. With your membership, you are helping us grow this company, expand, and report the real news with real fact-checkers to challenge that establishment and their narrative. But don't forget, you can also help out by liking this video right now, subscribing to this channel, and sharing this video with your friends and family. Anybody you think should hear this, this is not about politics. We'll get a little political for sure, because there is an administration that is running things as, as we see at, at right now. This is mostly about the immediate effect of the, of the policies, what's happening. This is what you need to know about. Now, I'm, I, I don't know where this leads to, but with, when you got stores stockpiling frozen meat and that expires, doesn't that kind of weird you out? They're expecting this meat to be sold in the next few months, which says to me, they think something bad is going to happen yep. in the next few months. That's why it's important to talk about this stuff. Here's a story from Business Insider. Grocery stores are stockpiling food and cleaning supplies amid rising costs and demand. They say Paul McLean, the chief merchandising officer of Stu Leonard's, told Insider that the supermarket chain is purchasing 50% more inventory than usual and that they've bought ahead whenever possible to protect margins. He specifically mentioned buying more paper products, and imported goods like pasta sauce, pasta, and olive oil. We're buying more ingredients for home cooks, including flour and spices. We're also buying ahead on cleaning products for the fall and back to school. 
McLean added, they've seen an increase in sales of lobster, shrimp, prime meat, and organic produce, with frozen food sales increasing 20% over the past year. Some grocery stores are running into issues getting everything they've ordered from suppliers. The Wall Street Journal first reported on Tuesday. It runs the risk of making a bad situation work worse. Mark Griffin, president of B&R Stores, Inc., told the journal, pay attention to this, please. You've seen what happens when regular people run out the door and try and buy up all the beans, right? Then there's no beans for you. Not because there's a shortage of beans, but because one dude bought them all from the store. When a bunch of crazy people run to the store, they buy up all of one product, there's none for you. But once the restockers come out, they can put the beans back because the truth is there are, there are copious amounts of beans for everybody. But when there's a sudden surge in demand that creates shortages, they are telling us right now that even the markets are having trouble filling their orders. They're buying more. They're scared. The panicking has moved up to the next level. Now, distributors may start getting squeezed out in a similar way, but this means the shortages are getting real. If the shortage is just that too many people are buying in the immediate, I mean, those people are eating that food. Food expires. Now, I get it. Beans can last a couple of years, but frozen meat, that was an alarm bell to me. Yeah. Frozen meat does not last that long. Yeah. Check this out. I pulled it up. I fact-checked this stuff. Healthline. Can I still eat it? Freezer. You can keep steaks for 6 to 12 months. Chicken for up to 9 months. Pork chops are okay from 4 to 6 months. Lean fish, 6 to 8 months. Fatty fish, two to three months. Think about what that means. On the low end, a steak may only last six months. Now, who's going to the store and saying, I'd like your three-month-old frozen steak? It's going <laughs> to taste terrible. It tastes like freezer. They don't want to sell to you stuff that's about to go bad. But they're expecting, within this time period, the product to move off their shelves. Let me now slow down and explain to you why this freaks me out. Let's say it's not about inflation. It's about product shortages and something really bad coming on the horizon. If they're buying more meat, saying there's more demand, regular people are cleaning off the shelves of the supermarket. Now, I mentioned there can be an artificial shortage caused by one person buying up everything. But if people in general, general are buying up as much as they can, when there's no real panic or mainstream news about this, that means the demand is just there for this food people want to eat. The store then says, we need to carry more of this food because we're selling more of this food. So they do. Now they can't fill their orders. We're now at the point where the shortage has reached the distributor level. What comes next? Distributors can't produce enough. People don't get enough food. And like I said, what causes revolutions when people don't get enough food? Now, I'm not saying that we're going to see a revolution or some kind of crazy catastrophe. I'm just letting you know the, 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 the panic selling, the panic buying, the shortages, are expanding to the next level. Check, check a look at, take a look at this. Check this out. I was mixing them up. ABC Cincinnati. Local restaurants struggle with supplies, employee <laughs> shortages as economy reopens. Now, I can say something very simple as to why this is happening, but still, it doesn't change the fact that the disruption is potentially on the way that could affect you. When all of these small businesses shut down because of COVID, people probably ate out very often. As that article said, a lot of these stores are saying people are cooking at home more. Makes sense. Your favorite restaurant got shut down. You were forced to stay home, so there's a bigger demand on supermarkets. They can't handle the load. Hopefully, what this means is the shortages we're seeing are just kind of like, you, you ever take a, a, a rope and you whip it and you can watch that wave travel down the rope? Hopefully, that's all we're dealing with. And once the whip cracks, 
supply normalizes. But local restaurants that are open still can't get supplies. And that's where I think things are starting to get freaky. Now, I could argue that stores, stores shut down so people are eating at home more often. I think it's a fair point to make. But when the restaurants that are still open can't get supplies either. Okay, now I'm like, uh, I hope y'all have been paying attention. Now, we may be paranoid. You know, maybe the people who are just swimming in ignorance, hey, that's bliss, right? They're, gonna pay, they're not going to pay attention to any of this. They're going to go to the store. They're going to be like, I guess we're out of beef today. And they're going to go buy mac and cheese or something. Maybe. Maybe the shortages get worse. The restaurants can't get the supplies they need. We've seen that over the past several months. How many times have I done segments about this? The supermarkets are now saying they can't fill their orders, and they're trying to buy up quickly in fear of inflation. What if it gets worse? Do you want to be that person fighting over the last can of beans in the parking lot of a Stu Leonard's? That's the people who aren't paying attention. That's why it's so important to focus on the news and to know what's happening. Now, you may go out, and, and don't panic buy. You make things worse when you do this. But make sure you've got your standard supply of goods. Don't put off going to the grocery store. What happens right now? If you go buy a can of, I don't know, a, a bin of beans that lasts 30 years. I got a bunch. We got a bunch of this 25-year uh, freeze-dried uh, freeze food. Your worst case scenario is you eat it. Well, I guess your worst case scenario is there's a massive panic, a revolution, people are starving, and you're huddling in your basement holding your can of emergency food, but I don't think that's particularly likely. No, if, if nothing really happens and the world is fine, you know, I did, I cracked up on one of the bins, we had strong enough. It was delicious. I don't got to worry about it. It's just food. You eat food. But what if you don't pay attention and you're not prepared? You don't got to prepare for the apocalypse or a revolution or a revolt or a collapse or whatever, but it certainly feels like things are getting worse. You don't have to think the world is going to end to want to have some emergency supplies. Anybody tells you who mocks you, well, let, let them be the one left holding the bag, knocking on your door, begging. Because we all learned the story of the ants and the grasshopper, right? Grasshopper was like, yo, I'm not preparing for winter. I don't care. Y'all are dumb, ants. And the ants are all like, dude, you yo, better get that food ready because winter's coming. Then winter came. And the grasshopper was like, please feed me. They laughed and he froze to death. <laughs> like, that's the actual story. I think in like the modern adaptation, the ants share their plentiful bounty and the grasshopper learns his lesson. But like the original story was the grasshopper just starves. Now, you don't want to be the grasshopper. Be the industrious ant who prepares for the winter. Now, about that media. I mentioned they're not really telling us about this for the most part. I mean, the Wall Street Journal did report this, and Business Insider is telling us about this. But where are all the big stories? Why is it a local news outlet telling us that there's shortages? Why is it, what, look, North, North Texas restaurants struggling with food shortages July 6th? This is, this is huge to me. Because I, I go on Google, and I search these stories to follow up. I see, I see a story, grocery stores running low stockpiling. And I say, wow, I wonder why. So I start doing some investigating, start digging. And then I see all of these local outlets talking about how they're facing these shortages too. And then I'm like, why is it the New York Times talking about all of these local jurisdictions saying that they can't get food? I don't know. Maybe they don't care. Maybe the media has evolved into pro-Trump, anti-Trump. And that's all we're ever going to have for the rest of our lives. The New yeah. York Times says, can we talk about Tucker Carlson and the NSA? That's appealing. I talk about that too. How often do they talk about, uh, in, in the high-level cable news, China and war? Sometimes. I try to talk about what I think is most important. I look at the stories of the day and I say, here's a story I feel is most important. But I produce something like, this is, this is crazy. I'm doing four hours of podcast every single day. Four hours. I was recently told by a podcast network I do more than anybody else because I'm a lunatic. 
And uh, it, it is what it is. But I look at these stories, we produce a lot of stories, and sometimes I talk about culture war issues, it's important. But I wonder why it is mainstream media isn't telling us these things. A little bit they are, like I said. Wall Street Journal is reporting on the grocery stores. But what about all of these shortages, man? Why do I have two local outlets talking about their local shortages? Where's the big breaking story, food shortages across the country? Why? Maybe these outlets are worried if they say this, they'll cause a panic and people will start buying things up. Here's what I think. I think when grocery stores start speculating on food that doesn't last that long, in the next couple of months, things may get really bad. We're hearing now about the Epsilon variant, Delta plus COVID variant. Could there be a looming lockdown on the way? Maybe. Sydney just extended their lockdown another week. Maybe. But what are we getting from the mainstream media? Take a look at this mind-blowingly insane article. The upside to inflation, rising wages. Fear not, young peasant. It may be very difficult for you to source your meal, but don't worry. In a month or two or maybe a year, you'll get a dollar raise. You still can't afford the food, but hey, you got a raise, right? Yeah, inflation's bad. Your savings will be decimated. Check it out from CNBC. As the economy picks up in the wake of the COVID pandemic, concerns about inflation are also gaining steam. Already, prices on some goods like cars and not are noticeably higher, stoking fears that a sudden uptick in inflation will decrease purchasing power over time. Although consumers may pay more for everyday items, it's not all bad news as far as households' income and spending goes. Companies facing a labor shortage are also paying more to get workers to walk in the door. This is not a good thing. Rising wages precipitate inflation. Yep. They think this is a good thing for you because they think you're stupid. Yep. If everybody is getting paid more, the labor, which is labor, which is the biggest cost of any business, goes up. The cost to produce the product goes up. The product itself becomes more expensive, and it's already difficult. Yep. They think you're stupid. They're trying to keep you lulled into it. They want to keep you sitting there twiddling your thumbs while they buy up the goods, while they buy up the farmland. Why is Bill Gates buying up all this farmland? Yeah, there's a lot of conspiracies, sure. Box.com says, the controversy over Bill Gates becoming the largest private farmland owner in the U.S. <clears throat> when um, there's increasing food shortages, uh, and this one really rich guy is buying up the places where the food is made, dude's going to make a buck. To say the least, he knows what's up. He's thinking about this. Hey, food shortages are coming. How can I how can I profit off that? Well, you can buy the companies that make the food, like the manufacturing plants, the, the you know that refine the food and process. Yeah, okay, that's pretty good. You know, then we'll be selling. Hey, wait a minute. Get down to the grassroots, man. Get to the bottom, the base layer, the land itself. You want food? It grows on Bill Gates' property. But he is gonna make a hot buck. Yep. Now I'll tell you what, man. If anything, if it does hit the fan, gold ain't going to be worth anything. You know, if, if there's a big collapse, anybody telling you to Food buy gold because of the apocalypse, they don't know what they're talking about. Buying gold because you want to hedge your bet against like failing fiat and you think the world is going to persist, which it really is, to be completely honest, that's a good bet. I think precious metals is, is, is a good bet. I'm not telling you to do anything. No financial advice. I think crypto, precious metals, and uh, guns, 
and uh, some think I, I always say like some household item that's hard to produce, good bets. But in the absolute collapse, you know, people are going to be like, that's cool that you got gold and all, but like I need a bottle of water and a sandwich. I can't live on gold. So gold will have some value made probably. But the bet on gold is that the society is going to continue to function and people will continue to value, value it in society. Bill Gates is betting on something very different. He's buying up the farmland because at its base, like at the base level, the most important thing is the ability to eat. Okay, drink water, sure. But you can pull water from the air. No joke. You dig a little hole, you put some plastic or a cup down there, you know, condensation will build on the edge of the plastic, drip into the cup, boom, you get water. It's an old survival technique. Maybe you don't have plastic, use a leaf. Use two leaves. Have one, and the condensation, you know, will, will, will form on the sides, and then it'll drip down into the leaf below, and you can pull water from the air. Typically, it only works really at night. you got to find a stream or something, but, hey, water is relatively abundant. What about food? Food's got to come from somewhere. You can forage, you can hunt, but that's tough. This guy's going to own up all that land. Them trying to tell you that your wages are going to go up are them telling you think short-term. Stupid thing to do. You need to think long-term, man. America is warned to brace for up to four years of inflation as Fed's preferred inflation measures measure posts biggest annual increase since 1992. Maybe what these markets are predicting is that there is going to be hyperinflation. The system won't collapse completely. Your wages will go up, but the cost of food is going to be skyrocketing. If I was planning on selling a steak within the next month, and the stake was going to be increasing by 5% every single day, compounding. Yeah, it makes sense to buy as many stakes as possible right now. Hey, I could spend a buck on a stake now, sell it to you for 100 bucks at the end of the month. Make a lot of money, right? But the idea is, if I sell the stake to you for $100 at the end of the month, I'm still going to need $90 to buy the stake from the distributor because their prices go up too. They're just trying to brace for inflation. The Fed says it's coming. What have you done to brace for inflation? Let me tell you... What else comes? When we talk about the labor shortage, we've also got it hitting Britain. Look, at Britain could face food shortages due to lorry driver crisis. This lack of drivers, it's not just in the U.S. People in Britain as well aren't driving trucks. Food's not making to its destinations. I'll tell you one thing, my friends. Today, you may have noticed there's like a little thing on my hand right there. Yeah, I was picking berries. We got berries all over the property. I went outside, collected some fresh eggs right from the chicken's butt. I know it's not really from chickens, but I'm kidding. But right to the chicken coop, grabbed some eggs, went to the garden, picked a bunch of cherry tomatoes and a zucchini, and I fried it all up. That was my breakfast, right from my own backyard. I didn't have to buy anything. I mean, I bought the chickens. All right, well, I raised them from babies. They were cheap. They eat bugs. We pay for their feed for the most part, but you can let your chickens graze. I'm trying to be as self-sustaining as possible. So we have a garden, we have vegetables, we got zucchinis, cucumbers, tomatoes, pumpkins. We're growing pumpkins, are getting all big. We got chickens. Chickens are growing up doing their chicken business. That's what I'm trying to do because when I pay attention to this stuff, I get worried about international food shortages, rising gas prices around the world, infighting in OPEC could mean four dollar gas prices. I mean, this is freaky stuff. You got you got you got you got to pay attention to what's going on. When well, gas coming. prices go up, everything else will go up. All of this I am paying attention to. The the increase in inflation. But let me just stress something. If people aren't working, nobody's making the food. If people aren't in grocery stores, there's not going to be anyone to stock the food. If nobody's at McDonald's, you can't go to McDonald's. That we understand. 
But a lot of people are like, so what? So I'll go to the grocery store and I'll take care of myself. Yeah. How about that? Subway trips canceled over staff shortages soar to a pandemic high. July 5th, 2021 from the city.nyc. <laughs> people in New York don't drive. Some people do. People don't know this about Manhattan. A lot of the streets are commercial parking only because they don't want people parking their cars and leaving them there all, all day because trucks got to come in and make deliveries and people got to come in and work for their business. So what at subway? What are you going to do if you live in New York and the subway doesn't work? Oh, you're going to ride your bike. Okay. How are you going to carry your groceries home for your family on your bike? Okay. You're going to have to get a bigger basket and yeah, you can do it. That'll consume more energy. All of this, whether intentional or not, is very much so a great reset. Gas shortages, food shortages, stores stockpiling, inflation skyrocketing. I don't think there's going to be an apocalypse, but I do think there is going to be a curtailing of the luxury that so many people live in. Yeah. Me? I think it is a gift that I wake up in the morning. We got cherry tomatoes. I walk right up, pull a cherry tomato right off, pop it in my mouth. Oh, they are so delicious, man. Yep. You people living in the cities without this stuff, you are missing out. The bigger tomatoes are a lot harder, man. The critters, they're trying to, the critters come in and they snatch those big old tomatoes. But the, the zucchinis are fine. The cucumbers are great. Oh, we're going to pickle the cucumbers, the fresh eggs from the chickens, man. You are missing out. So I take a look at these cities. I take a look at the ideology of the left and what they've been talking about. And it seems like they're going to get what they want. They say people consume too much. They say too much fossil fuel is being used. Yeah. What's happening now? No truck drivers? That to me is strange. Who doesn't want a job? I guess a lot of people. If people aren't driving trucks, people aren't burning fuel. But if people aren't driving trucks, the food's not coming into the cities. Surrounding the mountain area where we live in, there's something called wine berries. They're an invasive berry species. They're everywhere. We go out for 20 minutes, we get a big old bowl of berries. We got mulberries everywhere. We got blackberries. We got black raspberry. I'll tell you what does not consume fossil fuels, just eating the berries from the backyard. But people in cities can't do this. So I have, I have some predictions. I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I can't, I can't tell you what to do. But I think there's going to be a, a continuing exodus from cities because there's going to be less and less food. The food's going to become more and more expensive yep. while my food becomes cheaper. So think about this. Shortage of drivers, meaning trucks aren't going to be coming into the cities. There's going to be less food, more expensive food. Gas is going to become uh, more and more scarce because no one's delivering it. Now, for me, I live in the middle of nowhere. I have a, a decent amount of my food is my own food. Like my breakfast was, okay, I put cheese on it to be fair. Bought that from the store. 90% of what I ate this morning was just garden fresh chicken and, and veggies. I feel fantastic. It's great. I still rely on market for, for a lot of meats. We don't have any chickens we can eat right now, like the full chickens. We don't have goats or anything like that, but we're planning on expanding the operation and being more self-sustained. We're still going to rely on the local farms. The people in cities can't do this. If you don't got gas, you know, it's, it's, the food can't come in. If the food doesn't come in to the stores here, well, we're going to source from local farms. Local farms can't feed everybody, but there's a lot more self-sustaining farm work going on here than in cities. People are going to be forced to flee these cities. There's, there, people already don't want to work there. They're, they're stinky. There are people who are going to work remote, which they can. The prices will be too high. If there is a ongoing gas shortages, which we are seeing because people aren't driving, and there's a, there's, there's a shortage of drivers, check this out. Here's another crazy thing. Local driver reacts to ride share shortage. 
it's getting harder and harder to transport people around. So here's what I think. All of these stresses, inflation and everything, is going to make living in a city impossible. People are going to have to move back to the middle of nowhere. People who live in the middle of nowhere are a bit more self-sustaining. I've mentioned this before, and a lot of people disagree, but I think it's true. When you live in the middle of nowhere, you have a septic system. That means you do your business, it goes into this big thing, and bacteria destroys a lot of it, and then the, the water rises and drains out into your leach field. When done properly, our guy, he, he comes out and he says, guys, if you do this right, you'll never have to call me again. And we're like, a lot of dumb people don't know how to use these systems, so we'll probably end up calling you again, but it's like every few years or something. They said I've done right. Uh, I was talking to, to one guy who works the systems, and he was like, he's like, my system, I don't got to worry about because I know exactly what can and can't go in there and how you dispose of things properly. Big cities funnel all of the waste into the same place. Now, there are treatment plants, but then you get big, huge piles of human waste. What do they do? In many places, they just dump it into the water. Not your drinking water. In Chicago, a lot of it dump, gets dumped into, into the lake. Now, people say, oh, no, it's treated before that happens. Yeah, yeah, but there's overflow. Seriously, there's overflow. So they have like a light system. I don't know if they still do this, but there's like a light. It's like red, green, and uh, red, green, and yellow. Red means don't go in the water. It's infected. Yellow means it's probably okay, but be cautious. And green is like, hey, the water's clean this time. All the water is flowing down in, in Chicago, and it's a lot of wastewater and bacteria and pollution. In, on, on the coasts, they say we treat the water, but what happens when it rains? The system overflows, and that waste flows out. It is all hyper-concentrated. Long story short, the people who push the Great Reset never let a good crisis go to waste. I'm not saying they're conspiring behind closed doors and laughing and twirling their mustaches, but they all certainly agree that people should be living more sustainable lives. They've been saying it for a long time. If you move out to the country, to the suburbs, just somewhere where you have more land, you absolutely will be more sustainable and more in balance with nature. These big cities are problems. So it seems like there's a pressure, not a conspiracy. What, I mean, what do I mean by that? When you have many prominent individuals in industry who believe something, they don't need to conspire. They just say, we're going to act in this direction. We don't want to produce these things. We don't want plastics. We don't want pollution. And we don't want to be in cities. That creates a tremendous pressure on society that changes things. All right. I'm going to call it on that. <clears throat> Pretty long video. Also, I'm getting kind of one out. Food prices will go up. And he, he is totally on point with this whole sustainability. Because obviously we, we've become so dependent on a certain system that our very lives depend on how how are we going to live years ago years ago uh, i i was eating an apple and how i decided to eat the apple was i was going i cut it up into slices and i had apple speed in my hand 
I believe God speaks to us. I am a Christian. And I believe God speaks to us through his Holy Spirit. Not to get too uh, spiritual on here. There was something telling me that seeds are the future. And, you know, I, I took it as, oh, maybe I'm supposed to start apple orchard, this and that. But I think it was, and it just came to my memory as Tim was talking there, that it wasn't so much a plan for my life as it is I was being warned about something and was being told to start preparing. Start going back to the old ways. I think we really need to take that into consideration. I, I think Tim kind of gets... Temple was not a conspiracy theorist. But Tim does seek the truth. And that's why I, I use a lot of Tim Pool's content on the truth or odyssey. But I think where Tim begins to mess up is when he begins to doubt the conspiracies. Well, I don't think the Great Reset... That's not why I ended the video, by the way. Uh, but when you had the World Economic Forum saying that you will own nothing and you will be happy just accept your lot in life and let us rule over you do as we tell you take your jab stop eating eat less meat and yet it's still a a place of being dependent on them and on their guidance and on how they tell you to live your lives. And I say no to that. I reject that. I don't want that. I'm going to live my life how I see fit and how I believe God is telling me to live my life and how God has told me to live my life. Truthers, I don't see these these things getting any better this year or next year. Uh, you know, if if you, well, I don't know if it's apocalypse now, but it's leading into it. Uh, the talks of famine, pestilence, and diseases and death. It sounds like the four horsemen of the apocalypse have just rolled in. And wars and rumors of wars. Just saying. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to get prepared. Uh, I think the next week or so, I'm going to start uh, investing in getting uh, uh, food, uh, you know, prep food. Uh, may have to go to like the info war store and get their uh, the stuff they've got now if this this program takes off we might get sponsors that do that there are meal preppers and whatnot 
then again, we probably could get shut down. So, you need to prepare for you. You need to prepare for your families. Make sure that you have everything you need to survive. Uh, you know, Tim, that whole uh, thing about collecting water, that's a brilliant idea. Uh, I, I've been trying, I've been making plans for this property that we're at. Uh, getting chickens and chicken coops because just a few years ago, uh, my hometown, we legalized a law where in town you can have chickens. Sustainability. And that's something where we're dependents, but we're not stable. So Make sure you guys question everything, all the narratives. I, I, I said we were going to get into the whole Tucker Carlson NSA thing. Probably going to save that for the next broadcast because I am tired. I am worn out. It was a long day at my actual job because I'm not making anything off this. That might change in the near future. I've got some plans because I, I kind of want to expand this to not just doing uh, uh, me broadcasting from my home, ranting and raving and showing you guys videos and this and that, but actually going out into the field and investigating things and making documentaries and whatnot. It'd be, I think it'd be something cool and something that that I was I'm supposed to do, you know really expand the truth or odyssey empire <laughs> i don't know if i really want to call it empire but uh the truth or odyssey brand maybe i don't know uh which may have to have me setting up things for you guys I, i'm gonna really think about it where you guys do you feel the need to donate to help this thing grow, that might be a possibility. I definitely want to get to the point where we're making Truth or Odyssey t-shirts and providing you with gear, sporting the Truth or Odyssey mission and uh, the content wearing Truth or Odyssey gear. That being said, guys, I am the Truth Talker, Jacob Eggers. This is the Truth or Odyssey where we seek the truth in a world full of disinformation and indoctrination and I am signing out. This world is gruesome and violent, oh, yeah. that's why these humans are frightened. 
or well, we're living in hell. I'll pack my bags and move to an island. I wanna be truly enlightened. Do my music's juicy and vibrant. It's deep in its dirty and it's underground like rubies and diamonds. Gigantic like titans. No, I don't pray to no violent gods. Life's too short for lies and plots. Time flies like a pilot's watch. I'm watching time unravel. I'm lost in time. My time is lost. I will astral travel and do some stargazing and just look at the sky and watch. I'm a verbal pedigree. I've been reading the Gnostic scriptures. Smoking a herbal remedy. I'm not drinking a toxic elixir. On a verse with energy, I'm a consistent cosmic ninja, and I don't do no hurt or jealousy. I show love, I'm a cosmic finger. This world we live in is treacherous, that's why you need to show extra love. There's demons standing next to us, fallen angels wanna have sex with us. God crosses their testiness, I talk truth, they sectionists. Hyperborea, that's my home, it's a multi dimensional exodus. This world is separated by countries, cities, and towns and borders. Yeah, they divide and conquer, yeah, they're monsters, they are the warring forces. When I'm walking through, I'm talking truth, cause I'm the truth talker. This fluoride in your water, that's torture, that is the new world order. This world is run by an evil intelligence, these demons are ruthless. You need to show compassion and love, don't panic, a screaming is useless. I talk truth all day, that's why these people are feeding my music. But please don't piss me off, I leave your mouth for bleeding and toothless. People are foolish and evil and ghoulish. Fiction is weird and even the truth is. Don't be feeble and stupid, history's fake and even the moon is real. There's no fluoride in my water, so when I'm dreaming it's loses. You're drinking fluoride on a daily basis. That's a reason you're clueless. This world we're living in sickening. Why are these people evil and so dark? Why? The powers to be, the cowards are weak, and the human beings with no heart. Make me so fucking angry. I break the both legs and both arms. I find a Masonic lodge and shoot them all with poisonous blow darts. Arrest that killer beast and release that inner peace. I'm so calm. My third eye's fully activated. My mind is so sharp. I'm unique like Mozart. On beat, I'm concrete, I go hard. When it comes to music, I'm having fun on tracks like go hard. This world is separate. Separated by countries, cities, and towns and borders. Yeah, they divide and conquer. Yeah, they're monsters. They are the warring forces. Ah. When I'm walking through, I'm talking truth because I'm the truth talker. Real. This fluoride in your water, that's torture. That is your new world order. If you're told the lie enough times, it becomes part of your reality. That is your new world order. And if enough people are taught that lie, now it becomes part of the culture. That is your new world order. And if that culture then passes that misinformation along to the next generation, that is your new world order. Wow.